Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This activity entitled, Understanding the Differences Between Strength and Reduced Omega-3 Fatty Acid Clinical Trials and EPA, DHA, is sponsored by Medtelligence. Before beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. This is CME for ReachMD. I'm Dr. Michael Miller, uh, and uh, I will soon be joined by uh, our head of the DSMB committee, the chair of the committee for the Reducer trial, Dr. Brian Olshansky, uh, who will discuss with us in more detail some of the issues related to the Reducer trial, as well as compare that to the sub-strength sub-study details, which we're going to speak about more on this session. So I wanted to congratulate Dr. Steve Nissen and his colleagues for conducting a really important study because for many years, we didn't know whether or not taking a high-risk population, specifically hypertriglyceridemic patients, and placing them on medication that lowered triglyceride, whether or not that would reduce cardiovascular risk. And uh, we got that information initially with the reduced trial, and then the strength that they used the combination of EPA-DHA was in fact, the second study to evaluate this uh, population of high-risk individuals. So now we're going to discuss more of the strength sub-study details, and I want to introduce my colleague and friend, Dr. Brian Olshansky. So welcome to the program, Brian. Welcome, Michael. I'm glad to have this opportunity to discuss with you differences between strength and reduced clinical trials and DHA and EPA. Fantastic. You know, there, there has been some controversy over the placebo used in these trials. So I, I wonder if you could frame the issue for us and give us your perspective. Absolutely. In strength, corn oil was used as the placebo, whereas mineral oil was used as the placebo and reduce it. It's been suggested that mineral oil is somehow toxic. The mechanism of how mineral oil could have adverse effects is unclear. If mineral oil harm is so great, and the dangers are so high, it should be off the market. If mineral oil placebo affected statin absorption, then LDL levels would predict outcomes. But triglyceride and LDL levels in the placebo arm of Reducit did not predict MACE or any other outcome. In a recent European Heart Journal supplement publication, we reviewed 80 studies using mineral oil that showed no consistent evidence that mineral oil affected medication absorption, efficacy, or clinical outcomes. Strength post hoc data is not as careful a second look at the process by which icosapent ethyl has been thoroughly vetted by the FDA, Health Canada, EMA, and MHRA. It has 15 global professional society recommendations. The Reduce It Independent Data and Safety Monitoring Board and independent analyses from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and from Health Canada show that no serious adverse effects of mineral oil were discernible in the small quantities used, which is approximately two cc's twice daily. Michael, reduced analyses showed a dose response such that serum EPA levels were directly associated with reduced MACE events. What do we know about the EPA levels in strength? Yeah, thanks, Brian. That's, that, that's really an important question because we know that both in the Reducer trial and its predecessor, the JELUS trial, 
where EPA, purified EPA was also used, although at a two gram dose. So a 1.8 gram dose, so a little bit lower than that in reduce it of four grams. But in these two studies, EPA levels were high. Uh, so we got two levels. Uh, if you achieved a level of at least 150 in both of these studies, there was a 20% lower risk of cardiovascular events. In the strength study, even though the baseline level started off at the same, the overall levels were considerably lower. And so if you look at the top tertile in strength, you're looking at levels that are somewhere above 115, but nowhere near the levels that were seen in either JELUS or the reducer trial. So that, so that's one important aspect. It turns out also that EPA levels in the top tertile did not make a difference in strength compared with placebo, whereas EPA levels in the active therapy arm were associated with a major difference in the reducer trial. And these were pre-specified analyses. And uh, so a number of these endpoints were met. And uh, many of us believe that EPA drove the benefits seen in the reducer trial. So there are clear uh, discernible differences. And, 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 and one thing I, I, I'd like to, to say about where these differences may reside is the fact that those individuals in the strength study had high EPA levels it was also correlated to high DHA levels. So it's really difficult to disentangle, if you will, the benefits or perhaps offset of risk based on the study in a post hoc analysis where a purified compound was not examined. Rather, EPA was contaminated, if you will, with DHA, which may have led to either the lack of a benefit with EPA or the lack of harm with DHA. So the bottom line is I think that it's really difficult in a post hoc analysis to really kind of get at um, uh, uh, or try to say that EPA was not beneficial when it was, in fact, impure, uh, if you will. So you take a bar of gold, for example, and you add some impurities to it. Can you still say that bar of gold or that bar is still worth its weight in gold? I don't think so. Thank you, Michael. Those are really important points that you made. And I'd also like to add that there are some other differences between strength and reduce it that are important to keep in mind. In strength, the baseline high-sensitivity CRP measurements were lower than in reduce it, suggesting a difference between the populations. And the placebo event rate in reduce it was 28%, whereas in strength it was 12%, suggesting that strength was a lower-risk population. Further, plasma EPA levels in strength were lower than in reduce it. And on top of that, EPA levels aren't necessarily measuring the same thing, keeping in mind that icosapentethyl is a purified form of EPA in which there is protection against oxidation. So it's a unique form of EPA. Brian, that was really a fantastic summary of, of uh, some of these uh, important differences. I'd like for you to comment about your perspective on the surprising increase in atrial fibrillation that was observed in both reducing and strength. Thank you for the question, Michael. This is a really important point that we all need to consider carefully. And I want to point out that uh, Dr. Nissen made an important issue, uh, issue about atrial fibrillation uh, and the effect of the omega-3 fatty acids uh, on the presence of atrial fibrillation. Indeed, both studies showed a slightly greater risk of atrial fibrillation in the active arm. But 
What I find is somewhat curious is that uh, Dr. Nissen points out that uh, there were no outcome differences in his study, whether the patients were taking corn oil placebo or omega-3 fatty acids. This is the key point. As an electrophysiologist, I am certainly concerned about atrial fibrillation. And the reason for that is because of the potential adverse outcomes that can occur. It turns out, and reduce it, there is no evidence that the atrial fibrillation requiring hospitalization, which was rare from the start and only slightly greater than on the placebo, created any problem with adverse outcomes. And similarly, in strength, whereas there was a slightly greater risk of atrial fibrillation in the omega-3 fatty acid arm, he didn't show any difference in outcomes that would be of concern. Atrial fibrillation by itself is a concern, but it's really the outcomes from atrial fibrillation, stroke, mortality, whatever else may be occurring from the atrial fibrillation, that is the key issue. But Michael, I have a question for you. What about other omega-3 fatty acid trials? Yeah, yeah. thanks so much, Brian. And also clearing up the year with, with respect to atrial fibrillation, I think it's an extremely important point. Well, you know, there have been a host of other trials. I alluded to that earlier. We've talked about Jealous, which showed benefit uh, in a Japanese population. Uh, but there, there have been a couple of other studies looking specifically at purified EPA. Again, separate out purified EPA versus the combination of EPA-DHA. Uh, the one missing link, of course, is purified DHA. We don't have any trials uh, examining clinical outcomes. But now if we look at the four trials, two of which were clinical, jealous and reduce it, and angiographic studies that included evaporate and uh, cherry, they're, they're all going in the right direction. So whether you're reducing atherosclerosis or perhaps some regression of atherosclerosis, reducing events, we see that consistently with EPA only trials. When we now get to EPA-DHA combination, whether we're looking at outcome studies, no benefit whatsoever. All the studies have been consistently negative. And even if you look at an angiographic study, there was a study with uh, the so-called Lovasa, um, that's an EPA-DHA combination, and there was no benefit at all. So again, we after probably a dozen trials with either EPA or the combination of EPA-DHA, we do see some divergence. There's clear divergence in, in as much as EPA uh, in those trials shows benefit and the combination does not. So I think that's, I think that's fair. Uh, and, and at which point, this is the way we should practice medicine. We, we practice medicine based on the data. Well, well, th thank you very much, Michael. That was really a wonderful overview. And it really tells us a lot that we really need to look at the science here and that, that we're not necessarily dealing with the same compounds, but there could be dynamic interplay between EPA and DHA. I was wondering about the biologic activity of EPA and DHA for reducing atherosclerotic events. What else can you share with us about that? It's so nice to see consistency in the data. And our uh, good friend and colleague, Dr. Preston Mason, has done uh, some some of this uh, landmark work evaluating not only EPA, but trying to contrast EPA-DHA with respect to membrane stability, with respect to oxidation and pro-inflammatory characteristics. And again, the consistency is such that EPA has anti-inflammatory properties, antioxidant properties, uh, membrane stabilization properties in contrast to DHA. And if that's not enough, an other independent groups are coming out with similar data 
that will soon be published, showing again some of these differences favoring EPA. Great points, Michael. Thank you very much for that information. I think we've underscored here that the substantial benefit of icosabentethyl, one of the most valuable therapies for patients with established cardiovascular disease or risk factors for MACE, cannot be discounted. And I just want to point out that the reduced trial showed such a highly significant benefit and such a major outcome benefit on top of statins that millions of lives can be saved by using uh, this particular drug intervention. Well, unfortunately, we're running out of time, but I wanted to ask, uh, uh, Brian, if you have any any additional kind of take-home messages uh, to our listeners. Absolutely, Michael. You know, as a clinician, looking at these two studies, we have completely disparate results. And how do we resolve this for our patients to take good care of them and to get the best outcomes? Well, I think it's pretty clear that we're dealing with two different compounds here. There's no question about it. The results are different, and it's because the utilization of the omega-3 fatty acid preparation was different. Fantastic. Great points again, um, Brian. Uh, I, I want to thank my colleague, Dr. Olshansky, for helping us to better understand how we can appreciate uh, all this uh, superb evidence and how we can use this for our patients who are at increased risk for cardiovascular disease. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by Medtelligence. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash Thank you for listening.